I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swam Podcast. Joining me today is someone who can help us dive into swimming data. We've already talked to the company that is the epicenter of swimming data, the, the really the market leader, Triton, where we talked to the CEO, Tristan Mahari, but today we want to go even deeper. We're going to talk to Dr. Megan Holtzman, Chief Scientist at Triton Wear. Hi, Megan. Hi, good to be here. How are you today? Intimidated, uh, sweaty palms. Uh, you know, when, when I when I think about swimming data, I know how important it is, and I know this is where the market's going, and I know how vital it's going to be. I, I, from 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 my standpoint, I see a lot of coaches. Uh, I see coaches under forty adopting very quickly, and just love this. They can't get enough, and I see an older generation, perhaps the generation that I was familiar with. Uh, not all of them, but a lot of them are slower to adopt. But I, I, what I like about data is that data doesn't lie. You know exactly where you're at. That's right. The, yes. What does the chief scientist do at Tritonware? The chief, yeah, the chief scientist, that's a great title. You're the czar of science. <laughs> <laughs> I am the scientist. We do have other scientists at Tritonware, of course. But uh, yeah, my, my role as chief scientist is everything to do with uh, anything that we're measuring for our coaches and our swimmers. And uh, my role is to make sure that those measurements are accurate and to make sure that uh, we can use these measurements as a decision support system for our coaches and our swimmers. What we want is that what our measurements tell them backs up what they see in the pool happening in real time. And so we would like to be the helper that helps the coach give that extra little boost to their swimmer or for a swimmer on their own, the person, the boost that can help them get to what they next needs to do. So uh, originally when I first started working at Tritonware, I was involved in just the firmware uh, that goes on our devices. I started with doing the sensor fusion that takes the data from the sensors and determines what is actually happening in the pool with it. Uh, and then being very much attuned to what the accuracy of those metrics were that were coming out of the the unit. Um, and of course, that was about 2015 when I first started and we were just launching in 2016. Um, and at that point, we were giving our coaches about 12 metrics per length. And I had to make sure that what I was giving them was what was actually happening. Um, and so as we developed as a company, we realized that it wasn't just being able to have those metrics in real time. It's being able to look back and see where did, was my swimmer from, where were they starting, where are they now, and where are they going to? And so being able to take the metrics and, and get something else out of them and not just the, the data itself. So I've always seen my role as somebody who takes raw measurements and gets information out. And so you go from raw to information to knowledge. And so that is my role here at Tritonware. Um, so now that, uh, that's where we're at. I lead the data team. And so the data team is every part that's looking at getting that measurement accuracy. We have uh, data collectors that go out in the field and they go to swim practices. They video the practice. The units are being worn by the swimmer at the same time. And so then we can double check that the accuracy that we think we're getting is exactly what happened in the pool. And so then also by using 
this data, we can, we can glean more information out of it. And so our data collectors are very important to us as they are the foundation of our accuracy. Um, and so they are what's got us to where we are right now. Um, and then we've also have data scientists working with us now too. And she helps me to make sure that the models that we're making out of this data are really, really accurate and really useful for people. Um, so I have a huge interest in what the measurements themselves mean to the coaches and to the swimmers who use the system. I'm like fascinated by the science of swimming and physiology and training in general. Um, and so I try to stay up to date with the research that's in the field. Um, I really am looking to help our swimmers redefine what their limits are and get that extra spot that will get them to that, be able to celebrate um, their wins. I want our swimmers to be happy and celebrate where whatever small win they get. So it might not be just in a race, but it might be just in a practice that they've, you know, managed to get that next DPS uh, that they were looking for. So it's getting that little bit extra. That means that next time that they do do the race, they'll be in that spot where they can take over from the person beside them in the pool who maybe didn't have that little extra bit. Um, the one other thing is that uh, I have a little bit of secret and that secret is that uh, I swim and I'm really actually trying to make the system work for me. So I'm actually trying to make myself a better swimmer because of what I'm looking at. And so uh, I've been swimming master swimming and I go to national competitions with that. Uh, but I've also been doing a lot of triathlon since about 2002. And so this is what I have been doing to make myself a better triathlete and a better swimmer. Uh, so, and I find that by doing that, I'm actually being able to reach a broader audience in Triton where being able to go down to the people who are slower, being able to go farther up to the people who are faster and notice the, the wealth of different uh, diversity that we have in our swimmers. Well, it's a, that's so much information. <laughs> and, and, and in talking to Tristan, the CEO and founder, it's a, I, he knew what was, what was coming to market. And he's like, he's like, Mel, I got, I got, I got a test drive um, in the background before the launch. And uh, he said, we're going to 30 plus data points. And I'm like, what? Per lap. And I'm like, that's just overwhelming. And he talked to me, he said, you know, well, that's the reason why we're coming up with the Triton Rear score. And he goes, I, I guess this, he goes, we have, we have so much R and D behind this. We have so much work behind this He goes, people are going to be able to trust our Triton work score. And they're going to be able to, um, they're going to be able to dive in, accept what that is and, and, and use that as a measurement day over day. But, uh, it, it seems like that, that's, that's, uh, that has to be so precise. That has to be, you know, to trust that number. I understand that that's always being updated and always being improved upon. But, but um, as I imagine you love data and you love seeing this, this huge, um, what, what would you call it? It's just that it, when, when you, you see all these numbers, these huge panels of, of, of data, I imagine that's what you like diving into. I'm I, more of a Tritonware score guy. <laughs> I do, generally. Uh, I love being able to... to correlate one thing in data with another part of the data and seeing how one uh, matter affects another. So distance per stroke, how does that affect stroke rate? Um, and I like the trade-offs that the data brings that really brings it to the forefront. And, um, but as a swimmer, I would say that having 30 metrics per lap is a bit overwhelming even for me. So it, it is a lot. And it's not just 30 metrics per lap. 
we're talking about 30 metrics per lap, but different for every stroke type that you have. It's different for every pool length that you're in. Um, so once you bring that, you've got four different stroke types, three main pool lengths that people swim in, and 30 metrics per lap. It's, it's a lot of data to take in. And I don't think most people will be taking all that in and knowing exactly that my DPS is 1.54 in this pool length and 1.34 in this other pool length. Um, so as a swimmer, I was using the system a lot and it would help me see where I was progressing. Um, I could see I'm getting better, but I wouldn't be able to know day to day where, what, what, what I am, what am I at? Is, is this actually getting me, am I better today than I was yesterday? Um, unless I really dove deeply and I don't, I don't think that we want to be having to take the time to be diving deeply and analyzing everything that you've seen so far, unless it, it comes at you and it shows you exactly what you've been doing. Uh, and so that's partly the genesis of the Triton score is to be able to not have to do all that analysis yourself, um, but also just have it come up and tell you where you're at, where you're progressing to and, and where you can make the best trade-offs. When it comes to data, it, it really, it's, we love these athletes who are, who have, you know, millennials and Gen Z who are, who are, who are, everything for them is intuitive. But what about the coaches? You know, coaches are a little bit older. What are they looking for in the data? Right. We have coaches from all sorts of the spectrum. So we have coaches who come to us already knowing exactly what they want. Um, they know that they want to look at strokes per lap. And that's the one thing that they came to us for, or it's just, the seconds per lap. Um, there's some coaches that start in on it and they go off on something and they realize that this metric has been really great for them. So they keep going with that one metric. Um, but we also have coaches that come to us and have questions about what their, their swimmers should be at. So for my 14 year old swimmer, is this stroke index actually what she should be at right now? And so when we had these questions asked of us, we had to think about it a bit because we often have done a lot of high level analysis of elite athletes and we've seen how the elite athletes are performing in the pools, but can we really apply what we see there in uh, somebody who's swimming sometimes at twice the speed of an athlete who's uh, a lot younger? And I don't think we can. And so when we would have these questions asked of us, we didn't have the answer right away. Um, and so we had to start thinking about this a lot harder and how, how can we tell somebody what's more typical in swimming? What did you learn about the, the typical swimmer? Well, we learned, we started to go down this path and we learned uh, a typical swimmer uh, is 17 years old and is swimming in a short course meter pool. Uh, they, if they're a woman, they're five foot five. If they're a guy, they are five foot 10 and um, they're going 1.26 meters per second doing freestyle if they're a woman in the, this pool. And if they're a guy, they're 1.35 meters per second. Uh, so we got, went down this route uh, and then we, we kept on coming across this part that most people aren't these typical swimmers. So we're now we're not talking about the elite athletes. We've got a typical swimmer and we're a little bit closer. We're, we're, we're more onto what somebody might be more like. We have 69 year olds using our six system. And these people are not going to be dem demonstrating the same metrics that our typical swimmer demonstrates. And, and so it was a bit of a eye opener for us um, that we really needed to be individualized to our swimmers. So how do you get closer to analyzing individual swimmers? Well, we are, 
have a huge database. Uh, so that's our, our first step is that we have millions of metrics in our database from swimmers from all around the world uh, in all different uh, swimming pool lengths, uh, stroke types, genders. And so what we first started to do was look at how can we take the data that we have and mine it and see what is actually in there for individualizing for swimmers. Uh, we grouped it by different factors. We just started playing with what we had. Uh, one of the things that we thought to begin with was that age was a big factor. Um, and so we were starting to really go down this idea of looking at it by age. Um, but what we really, really came down on is that it wasn't just age. Um, and usually what age actually meant was height. And so height was a, definitely a big factor that we found. Um, and, and of course, speed, how, how fast you're going is really what you are for your swimming. So that is our biggest, our biggest find was, you know, speed and height. That's, that, that was the question I was going to ask. It's like, what matters the most? You know, speed, speed matters the most. Yeah. Speed is everything. It's, it's your level as a swimmer. So how fast you are going in the pool is who you are as a swimmer in general. That's how you win your races. Um, but it's also how you are being able to, how fast you're able to go in the pool over water. So for instance, if you're going at a certain speed, you're not going to be going much faster than that in your segment of the swim that you're over water. You're probably going to go faster underwater than you are over water. Um, but you can't be looking at your distance per stroke and your stroke rate compared to somebody who's much faster than you because they can get both of those much higher than you can. So yeah, the age isn't as good, but the height and the speed that you're at really tells a lot about you as a swimmer. Tell so yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, so what, what we were thought about after we were doing all this was that we were going to, we we're going to need to to get an idea of a swimmer as a profile for a swimmer. So, I mean, and the swimmers don't go just one speed either. So every swimmer is doing a range of speeds during practice. They're going a range of distances. Um, and we find that swimmers that are doing 50 meters, that doesn't mean they're actually going quick. So that was one of the biggest things that we found when we started analyzing it is we started to do it by distance thinking, okay, all, if we group all the fifties together, we'll get like the max speeds. And then if we group, the hundreds and then the two hundreds would start to see them slow down. And what was actually really surprising was sometimes they would speed up instead of slow down. <laughs> so the fifties were often used as, as rests when you're doing a practice in a pool. So you might do a 50 easy and suddenly, you know, that, that your average 50 rate is going to be a lot lower. Um, so what we realized was more, more, we had to look at the swimmer as a whole. What are they normally doing? Uh, what would their moderate swimming be? And, and also being able to take all their metrics. And if there was anything odd in the metrics, be able to drop them out. So this is a big component of what we did was to take all the metrics and say, okay, this is probably somebody wearing fins on this day because they're just going way faster than they can really go. Uh, and we know that they're gonna be wearing equipment. Sometimes the equipment is gonna slow them down. Sometimes it's gonna speed them up. And so being able to to take that swimmer profile and use that swimmer profile to say, okay, this is not real swimming to look at. We're going to look at the core swimming of this individual and use that into in what we're doing. Um, so with all this, uh, we started chugging through our millions of data points with our computers to, to bring out what the models really did look like um, and, and provide some kind of 
a guidance over the range of speeds that you see and over the heights of the individuals to say, what would be normal for this typical for somebody that is like this, somebody with this height and with this speed in the water, what is a kind of a typical measurement? And not just what is a typical measurement, but how much can it vary? So somebody who's not a very fast swimmer on the low side, their speeds in the water are not gonna vary very much. They're gonna be able to attain their top speed and they can go a little bit slower. Um, but somebody who's an elite swimmer, their top speed is much different than their easy speed. So their speeds and their, the different kind of variations of distance per stroke and stroke rate uh, can vary a lot, lot more. And so we had to look not just at our typical, but how does it change for each kind of a speed level? Um, and so how would you be able to say that this was the top end of the field for this kind of a metric versus the bottom end of the field? Elite swimmers have more gears. They do. They have way more gears. They can go as slow as molasses and they can just rip it across that pool. So they, they do have a lot more. They have a lot more gears. Tell me about the like me score. How does the like me score work? Well, what we do is we take a swimmer and we start to build their profile. So the very first thing we are, we're doing is going day by day, workout by workout and building this profile up. When we get to a certain amount of splits that we have for the swimmer, a certain amount of workouts where we know that this is the profile for the swimmer, then we can start to take their profile and compare it to our models. So we know that a typical swimmer it will, at this rate, at this height and this speed, will have this kind of a DPS. And now where does that slot you in? Is that, is that something that's really much better or is that lower than a typical swimmer for your speed? And then we can start to see the difference between the trade-offs. Um, some swimmers will find that their distance per stroke is a lot better than other swimmers. Um, but at the same time, that means that their stroke rate is likely not as good. Um, so because we're look, talking about the same speed people, then we can see these trade-offs really clearly. Uh, and we can see what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are that you can work on. And so we really want our swimmers to to build on their strengths uh, and use that to their advantage, but also to know that if there's a weakness there, they can start working on that and getting better at that. The, the, I'm the most fascinating, I, I, here's a question, but I, I'm, I, I feel like I know the answer, and I, but I also feel like I'm gonna be surprised. Do the best swimmers get the best scores? Uh, no. So since we're already talking about no, speed, <laughs> That's, I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling that your answer was going to be no. I don't know how, but please, let, please fill <laughs> yeah, us in. I mean, generally, best swimmers best scores. Uh, but here we've already we've already taken out the speed component. So we already know. We've already said if you're going to be a best swimmer, you're going to be compared to other people who are also best swimmers. Um, but also, what we find is that in the metrics world it's always trade-offs. So if your distance per stroke is good, your stroke rate is not as good. Uh, if your underwaters are really good, then that must mean that your overwaters are a bit slower than other people's because if you're going the same speed overall as they are, then there's that trade-off. Uh, and so what we find is that usually if you have a big weakness, you'll have another strength that compensates and people who have the best stroke rate will generally have a really low DPS. So they're gonna be more extreme in what they have. The swimmers that are gonna to get to that next level are probably the people who are closer to the middle um, of their range. But we don't know that for sure because that's something we're still exploring is how, how do we know where people are going and, and what is 
the definition of being able to get up to that next level. Um, but that's from what we can see so far, it's, uh, it's not having those weaknesses that really will help you in the future. I have one other surprise for you too. I'm so disappointed. I wanted to get best swimmers <laughs> should get the best scores, but that I, I appreciate you explaining that as we close out here. That we found in the, in the data too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we were, when we were looking at it, we actually found that there was, as people got faster, we expect generally that their metrics will get better. And if for every metric that we have, we know that we want to get either uh, a higher number or a lower number. So for a distance per stroke, you want a, lo a longer distance per stroke. Um, you want a lower cycle time. That means your stroke rate is going through the roof and you're able to cycle your arms faster. Um, but uh, for time, uh, turn time, which is one of our metrics we've had since the beginning, uh, turn time is generally, you wanna get that faster. You wanna be able to hit the wall and turn around and just speed out. Um, but what we're finding is that when we did the modeling, the swimmers in the long course meter pools were getting much better at turn time as they got faster. And then at some point, they actually started getting worse. And our swimmers who are our top speedy swimmers are not the best at turn time. It's the middle people that are best. And what I think was happening here is that in long course meter pools, transitions don't matter quite as much. Uh, you're not hitting the wall as many times per minute you're you're just you're getting to the end and you're doing your your turn but it doesn't take as much percentage of the actual swimming and so i think that there's a there's a something going on where the faster swimmers are doing another trade-off they're they're really working on their overwaters and their underwater and mostly their overwaters <laughs> to get that that extra bit but they're starting to neglect those little things that can get them another, another second off their time. And if they're doing a long distance swim, that can really start to add up at every, every edge there. If, and people are listening to this and they're thinking, yes, I'm grinding it out. I'm putting in long, you know, Olympic sized pool, lots of work, my building my aerobic base, neglecting your turns. Yes. Very, yeah, it's very interesting. As we close out, I wanted to ask you, you know, is, is this is, uh, you know, can you look into your crystal ball? Is there, is there anything that you see in the future with the data that you're like, I think we might be moving in this direction, or I, I'm excited to see this data in the future? Well, we do have some new metrics coming out. Um, the one that I really like is the ICV. Uh, this is intercycle variation. And we're looking at how does your speed change in a single stroke cycle. So if you're doing a stroke cycle and you're really powering to that stroke, you're gonna see your speed come up. And then if you don't have a great streamline, you're gonna see your speed come down again. And what we're looking at is, is that that amount of variation should mean that you're actually putting in more effort than you should be. So if you can put in less effort and get across the pool faster, that's the way to be. Uh, and so this new one is something that we're really kind of excited about seeing how this will work out and seeing how people can start to, to see how much drag they have while they're swimming, um, how much effort they're actually putting in that doesn't need to be put in. So that's, uh, that's our next one coming up. I'm Mel Stewart and this is the Swim Swam podcast. We're talking to Dr. Megan Holtzman, Chief Scientist at Triton Wear. Please pop over to tritonwear.com, tritonwear.com and check them out. You will be happy. It's, it's time to make that investment in your team.
You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.